On Monday, an Amtrak Cascades train carrying 86 people derailed south of Seattle, killing three people and injuring more than 100 others. An OHSU neurosurgeon was one of the first to arrive at the scene. It's Tuesday, December 19th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Nate Selden is a pediatric neurosurgeon and chair of the OHSU Department of Neurological Surgery. He's on vacation this week, so I spoke with him by phone. Hello? Hey, is this Nate? Hey, it is. Hey, Nate, it's Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking time to talk to me. I know that you've been, sounds like you've been talking to a lot of people. Yeah, I think you're the last, actually. <laughs> um, so I guess to start off, where were you when the train crash happened? We were, I don't know, 10 to 20 miles south, I'm guessing, on I-5. Oh, wow. So you were, you were a little ways away. Uh, so basically, once you kind of got up to so some traffic must have been moving for you to be able to kind of get up yeah. to the to the road. it was we and we might have been closer because there was traffic at the end it's hard for me to remember thinking back we might have only been you know three miles or five miles but i'm just guessing the traffic came on pretty suddenly right before the area and um we did probably much of the time between what happened and and uh, and arriving on the scene was in that last mile or so. So how did you kind of get involved with, you know, kind of basically being one of the first responders? So we came around the corner. Uh, we we knew uh, we had my son had noticed actually across uh, on the other side that um, no cars were coming south on the highway at all, and there was a fair bit of traffic up just a minute before. And um, and then we saw fire trucks and uh, ambulances going the wrong direction up I-5 South very very fast. Um, so it was obvious that something pretty big had happened up ahead, and the highway had been closed. And then w- looking online, um, my son figured out that there was a uh, derailment, but you know, it really wasn't until we turned the corner actually onto the scene and I just saw how um, devastating it was. I was just horrified. Uh, It hadn't sounded as bad in the very first reports uh, online. What was kind of, what went through your mind when you came around the corner and saw that? Gee, I thought there's probably a lot of people hurt, probably a lot of people killed. I'm just amazed and delighted that it's many fewer even than we were being told at the time on the scene and i hope i hope that the people who are still in hospital are able to make good recoveries but um we thought it was uh, in terms of deaths this could be dozens not um not just a handful um but i knew right away that there was uh, i was shocked that you know it was clear there was no way that this was not a fatal accident what were some of the things that you were able to help out with on the scene? So 
Yeah, first thing, I didn't know if we, you know, if we were needed. And, you know, I, I asked a couple of the first responders who were right there by the side of the highway, and they were very anxious to have uh, some medical personnel to support them, particularly for triage. Um, and uh, I spent most of that next two hours in the triage area, which they established on top of a little hill between this uh, northbound and southbound lanes of the highway, which are you know, quite a ways apart at that point where the train tracks come over the overpass. And uh, so I was just looking at every patient that came to our area as they came out uh, that I could. And uh, there was another doctor there, and there was a nurse there and a, b a bunch of uh, EMTs. And we were getting people on backboards and collars, um, bandaging up lacerations, examining them identifying their injuries, recording those, and, and then uh, prioritizing people to get an ambulance now or, or in a few minutes, um, and, uh, you know, deciding who needed to go to the big trauma centers and who could go to, to any uh, close-by ER. It sounds very different from uh, being working in the hospital. What was that kind of like being out on a scene like that? Yeah, the, the, that task is not something that we do every day. Uh, I mean, I'm in those situations where the, our OHSU uh, emergency physicians and, and trauma surgeons are doing that in the emergency room on a much smaller scale. But um, it was different for me. Um, once you get going in the work, uh, um, you know, uh, it's possible to focus and get a rhythm going and, and try to be as efficient uh, as one can. And, and uh, um, you know, the other piece of it was really just trying to give a little comfort to people who were super scared. Many of them didn't know what had happened either because of the stress or because of hitting their head and passing out temporarily. Um, they were very cold. Uh, and uh, so we were just trying to make them comfortable as well. And reassure them until we could get them into ambulances and and uh and on to further care what were some of the injuries that you kind of saw there i saw folks with uh pretty severe fractures of the arms legs hands even um pelvic fractures that that were uh obvious just looking at patients which is uh, undoubtedly a pretty bad fracture um, big lacerations uh, some of them on the head probably with underlying skull fractures which was confirmed later by the uh, by the media out at the hospitals uh, those patients fortunately were conscious I know there were other patients who were scooped up immediately after the accident the first handful of patients to leave the scene before I got there who had more extensive more massive head injury as well what has it been like? I know that you've been uh, answering a lot of calls and doing a lot of interviews with the media. What has it been like to kind of have that attention on you? You know, it's a little odd, to be honest. I mean, there were conservatively 100 people delivering uh, care up there, and everyone, my, myself included, was, you know, doing what I think we consider to be our jobs. Uh, for me, the only thing that was different about this, as you as you mentioned, is I was in a very strange place to be working, and I was doing tasks that are not my usual tasks. But you know, when things are really down and and uh, you're needed, I think we'll all do whatever is needed at that time. Um, 
so I guess thinking about it, I understand this was such a shocking event and people worry about something like this happening to themselves or their loved ones, so they, they want to learn more about it. And uh, and I understand that, and, and that's why I have, I have taken the time to uh, to talk to people, my friends, my family, colleagues at OHSU, the, the, the press. Um, and the other reason that I've been happy to do that is because uh, I really have had a great chance to call out the unbelievable work of those uh, first responders. The, the firefighters weren't just taking care of people. Uh, they were also getting into those trains. Some some of the cars were very unstable, you know, not a not necessarily a safe situation at all, and uh, bringing those people out. And uh, I just think they, they do spectacular work, and I was glad to be able to help and free more of them up to, to do their piece uh, in the trains and, uh, you know, be part of that team that was uh, taking care of the patients. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable. I think just even watching on TV, it was um, uh, pretty amazing to watch what, you know, seemed like uh, would be a very, obviously it looked like a very scary scene, but it didn't seem to be as chaotic as you would think it might be. No, and that was good, and I think that was uh, due to strong leadership by the folks running the scene who were um, firefighters and, and uh, police uh, who, who did a great job keeping everybody coordinated. They let me know what they needed and how I could help, and it was great to have direction and, and, uh, and you know, keep everybody working together. Um, and so, you know, in that sense, it was, it was a terrific response. And these were people from, you know, military, uh, local hospitals, local police departments, uh, local fire departments, uh, and then coming in from farther and farther as the, as the morning went on, as more people responded. And, and they came together. They worked as if they had been playing on the same team. Um, you know, for months, and uh, that that was very impressive to see. So you made it home now. So we, uh, my son was with me, and that was really helpful. He was great with some of the less severely injured people, just directing them and getting them blankets and stuff. And it was nice for me to have him there. You know, every I was very very uh, focused on what I was doing for most of that. Uh, little over two hours on on the scene but um at times i would look up over over the uh, shoulder at those cars which were just 50 yards away or so and it it just took my breath away every time it still does when i uh, look at the pictures it's hard to imagine um things that big and heavy with with people inside them just being tossed around and torn uh, open and crushed like that and so uh, that that's the piece that's super different than being in the emergency room at OHSU uh, and having the patients come in from the field the other piece that was that was so disturbing was just the scale and volume of, of the people affected what was that like having your son there with you well he's Ryan is just a great kid he's a very calm thoughtful and compassionate uh, person he's mature beyond his 18 years and he really just took it all in stride i worried that this would be very hard to see and i'm sure some of it was we've only just begun to talk about that uh, back here at home and um uh but you know he he really was there helping people he didn't didn't need to be asked and um i was proud uh 
to have him there, and it was actually great to be able to to, to reflect uh, off of him in the aftermath. Is there anything else that you would like people to know? Well, I just uh, would like uh, everybody to keep uh, in mind that as this, you know, for those of us who were there for a couple of hours or a day helping uh, and, you know, uh, are going back to our normal lives and as the as the media turns their attention, understandably now to, to new stories, these people that you know the at least three families hopefully not more than that who lost someone and the more severely injured people in their families are really going to be affected by this um, for a long time and in some cases permanently and uh, i think they're going to need a lot of uh, support when they get back to their own communities and certainly our thoughts and, and prayers in the meantime mm-hmm. well th- thank you very much for talking with me and for I'm sure um, everyone involved in this incident really appreciates you stopping and helping out and doing what you could. Well, I was glad to do um, what I could to help and and to be part of the you know big group of people who did uh, just the same. And uh, certainly, I know that's why OHSU is here. You know, usually we're doing it at our own facilities on our own campus uh, here in Oregon. But you know, if we're somewhere else and the need arises, I know uh, that's what OHSU is about. So I I was glad to pitch in. Well, thanks again. And uh, I'll let you get back to enjoying what I hope is a vacation for you. Yep. uh, We're we're getting back to to relaxing and uh, spending some holiday time. All right. Thanks again, Nate. Really appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Have a good holiday yourself. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by me and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.